You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. don't know what I did to offend you. I really don't. But whatever it is, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. I just don't want this to keep going on like this anymore. Okay? So, what, thank you. Seriously, whatever, whatever, whatever I did, I'm sorry. Can we just be cool? Can we just, can we bury the hatchet once and for all? that out my face. I don't like you. Huh? I don't like your hair. I don't like your face. I don't like that shirt you wear. Hey, hey! I don't like him being around my family every single week. My dog this, my dog that. Hey! How you think you part of the bloodline and you ain't blood? Hey, 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 news flash for you, Sammy. You never will, Beals. You don't belong here. Don't nobody in this group like you. I'm just the realest one to say it out loud. You's a fake ass ooze. You know the difference between you and me is? I shed blood for every single one of my family members in here because it's my family, not yours. Oh, will you do it? Will you? I'm asking you a question. Why, you, why are you yelling at me, huh? Why are you yelling at me? I'm trying to make peace. The tribal chief said he wants peace. Man, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief say. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Chairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales here. Here, again for uh, this week's episode edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And, of course, I am joined, as always, mainly because he runs this place, thechairshot.com. He is the kingpin of thechairshot.com, the unstoppable one, the king of shit takes, the Reverend Greg DeMarco. Shut your dumb mouth. Yep, I do. I run this place. I run this. I run this shit. I run it all. No, I don't. He runs it all. The button bars, the website, the shows, all of it. And also, if you didn't know, he's a wrestling promoter. occasionally yes some people love that some hate it when you're kind of like off season of promoting it's never there's no one off there's no off season season. there's no off season it's like from one thing to another to another there's just no other way yeah If, if you take time off how can you craft your masterpiece? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but some, somehow it gets done. I don't know. It does. There's lots of conspiracy theories about how it gets done. Lots of stuff. But it gets done. That's the only way to be. It's the only way to be. Well, this week... This is the way we be here on the Hashtag Miranda Show. We are going to be talking about Survivor Series War Games. War Games! Of War Games! War Games! War Games! Somehow we were able to have War Games without one William Regal. Triple H even tweeted it, though. He Mm -hmm. Triple H himself. This modern-day WWE of, like... I, it, you know, I don't like it. It's like what I just joked about earlier without saying it. Like when you just don't give a fuck about anybody else and what they're doing, it's so much more fun. The fact that they mentioned like Sting's Squadron as a War Games reference, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Cole did. And the fact that Triple H tweeted William Regal saying War Games, I mean, it's just so much better this way. So much better. Games. Of war games! War games! War games! But good on them. No, actually, I'll save it. I'll save my good on them for when we talk about war games. We're going to be going into depth about our thoughts about war games and specifically one of the biggest storylines in WWE. Teasing it, but not going into it until the second half of the show. So... If you want to know what it is, make sure you stay tuned. 
Before we get into that, though, Greg, we have some news about IZW Impact Zone Wrestling, and that is VIP tickets have sold out. All gone. All gone. No more front row seats. No more free poster. All gone. No more bonus matches, which haven't even been announced yet, but trust me, they good. Um, it's, it's, yeah, VIP is sold out. In fact, I would go so far as to say that one of the bonus match, one of the VIP matches might qualify as the best VIP match we've ever put on. It hasn't been announced yet. I don't even have the graphic. Otherwise, maybe I could tease it now and then announce it tomorrow, but I can't. Um, maybe I'll do it next week, but I think it is probably the best VIP match we've put on. No offense to the other VIP matches either. They've been good, but I think this one people will look at and be like, oh, damn, like, yo, can I get, can I get VIP? Like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And we're talking about Monster scheduled for Saturday, February 25th at the Horny Toad in Glendale. VIP tickets have sold out. But general admission still available. So get them. Get them all you can. It's they've already started selling. It's what's again, these horny toad shows. The the this pattern of ticket sales has been very weird. Um positive, but very weird. Just different. Just different. And I'll take it. Food and drink available. Lots of good stuff. And yeah, just you know, come on out. It's gonna be another good time. You know, Monster, the biggest match of the year, like Miranda likes to say. Sets the tone, sets the stage for the rest of the year. This will do just that. It's going to be a good one, and I'm very, very excited. So, Make sure to get your general admission tickets for Monster. Again, scheduled for February 25th at the Horny Toad. Uh, That still means you still get to be part and see a great wrestling show if you cannot get VIP. Um, And I believe... Uh, we still have $5 off on general admission. Yes, this is, this show airs on, uh, December, November 30th. So if you are listening on Wednesday, when the show drops, yes, that ends on December the 1st. And then we go to regular price for, for general admission. So v, uh, VIP didn't even make it to, to the regular sale. Um, mm-hmm. But but general admission obviously will because we got tons of space for it. But um, yeah, if you want to get them and you're listening to this on Wednesday, go ahead and pop on over and get them. And speaking of big events, Wrestle Drag is having their final show of the year this Saturday, December third, um, uh, and in in Phoenix. Uh, tickets are still available at WrestleDrag.com. Uh, make sure you get your tickets there. Doors open at 6.30 and bell time at 7 p.m. Tickets are $25 a piece. Uh, but again, this is such a unique show of wrestling and drag performances. There's literally nothing else like it in the state of Arizona. And so you definitely do not want to miss out on Wrestle Drag. Uh, last show of the year. And... And with that, you never know what is going to to happen uh, being claimed as Mary Dragmas. We're going to have drag performances uh, from our uh, house drag performers, Beatrix Bella Rouge, uh, as well as um, 
trying to uh, Alexis Armstrong um, and uh, trying to go through, make sure I have every all of the the drop performers. Is um, there's one more? Moxie Strokes, Moxie Strokes, uh, Beatrix Belarouge, of course Alexandra Armstrong. Uh, they will be your queens for the night. So on top of that, they've already announced. Um, pretty big matches. Of course, in our main event, we're having the Wrestle Drag Champion Bryce Saturn face Charles Cassis, um, who you know is the mentor and trainer of Bryce Saturn. Um, and this is truly one going to be one of, of Bryce Saturn's biggest um, matches yet. I um, mean, we've talked a lot about him in IZW and his outstanding performance um, at uh, IZW. Um, Wanted Dead or Alive, you know, uh, and the the cage match he was recently in. So he's riding in pretty high, both him and Charles. Uh, but it's going to be different with having student versus teacher one-on-one. Um, we also have Morgan and the Navajo Warriors scheduled for action. Jin Savani, uh, Project West versus Damian Desire, Evan Daniels versus Aguila. And for being a... Wrestle drag show that you will see, uh, you know, a guaranteed wrestling match. Um, so that is going to be, if you are a fan of professional wrestling, that is something you're definitely going to get here. Um, as well as, you know, uh, some, you know, just great performances, really big personalities. Um, you truly get a lot with Wrestle Drag. Um, also, we are going to have a number one contender uh, four-way Tinseltown Street Fight. Uh, number one contenders match for the Wrestle Drag Championship uh, featuring The Shade, Honest John, Tommy Purr, and Nikki on Gavin. Um, the winner will become the number one contender for the Wrestle Drag Championship. And uh, we also will have the, and trying to remember the full title, the Party Hard Legacy mm-hmm. Championship will be defended. Bryn Thorne will be facing Jimmy Senegal um, for that championship. So, Lots of matches lined up, um, great performances lined up, and it's such a fun way to start the holidays. It's just very, just, it's just so exciting and uplifting, and just, it's just, it's silly, but also in the best way. You know, you'll have true wrestling matches, you'll have performances, you'll have, you know, everything in between. So if you have not yet, get your tickets now for Wrestle Drag. This Saturday, December 3rd, uh, you can go to Russell Drag on social media for information about location. It's going to be in Phoenix, doors at 6.30, bell times at 7, tickets are $25. And don't forget your dollar bills for the performers. So make sure that you be there or be square. Couple notes um, for Russell Drag. You can use, they have a code out there right now, five off. For $5 off their tickets. You can also use the code IZW for $5 off your WrestleDrag tickets. Either one works. They, they give you the same discount. So, And you can also, and of course, WrestleDrag.com is where you get those. For your IZW tickets, you can, of course, go to at IZW Wrestling AZ on social media or IZW Wrestling.com. 
Well, Greg, I know some people may not be able to attend Monster on Saturday, February 25th. Uh, but you know what? There's other ways that you can support IZW and thechairshot.com, Greg. Is there? So in order to tell people about how they can do that, go ahead, do me a favor, and wind it the fuck up. time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a variety of t-shirts all just for you. For IZW, that includes the IZW Pride t-shirt that was released earlier this summer, available in black and in white, as well as the IZW Arizona's Best logo in both gold and white, uh, the IZW Japanese design, the IZW World Order, IZW NWA, literally whatever design you're thinking of, we have an IZW shirt. For that, So make sure that if you're not able to go or if you are able to go and you're looking to start the near the year off great with a new IZW shirt, go ahead and make sure to visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And while you're there, go ahead and pick up a chair shot T-shirt like the chair shot style shirt. Of course, uh, multiple always use your head shirts. The Suck It Nerd shirt, as well as Baron Corbin Sucks, still in style after all this time. Uh, we had Chair Shot Brewing Company, multiple Chair Shot OG logos. That is truly one of my favorite designs. And, of course, shirts like the Everybody Hates Greg and the Clean of Soft Style T-shirt. So you have one for literally, you know, any time of year, you could go through and wear a new uh, chair shot T-shirt for every season. And you can customize any of these T-shirts, meaning, yes, you, yes, you can order any T-shirt in soft style. So go ahead and treat yourself. Hey, we're getting into the Christmas season. If you're looking to create uh, maybe a wish list or get some uh some gifts for you know your friends or family members uh who support independent wrestling who love izw or the chairshot.com well you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and make all their dreams come true so what are you waiting for go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Right? You didn't mean that. He didn't mean that, Roman, seriously. He did not mean that, okay? 
Look, Jay's been going through a lot. He's gone through a lot. He's just not himself right now. That's it, okay? He's just not... Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. So, this week's topic, we're going to be going into war games, Survivor Series war games that happened this past Saturday. And uh, we definitely have thoughts about it. I mean, anywhere from the changing of format to Survivor Series to bringing in an NXT signature event, and not even just NXT, the history behind it all, too, which was alluded to multiple times throughout the night, is definitely something different for Survivor Series, but also something very warranted this year, especially when you think about, uh, you know, what the format has changed over the past few years, especially from the brand split and how that probably wasn't going to be possible this year. So before we get into my thoughts, Greg, I'm interested in knowing what did you think about war games? You know, it's so weird when you first think about it from like 30,000 feet, right? It's kind of weird to think of war games at survivor series. Like it's just what we've known of survivor series for, you know, 36 years or whatever Michael Cole said it was at the start of the event. It's, it's a complete shift. It, it felt like a takeover, right? The war games takeovers are usually four or five matches in length. We had five and it really just felt the most like a takeover because that's the only place we've ever seen a two ring event in WWE. So I felt like I was watching the first main roster takeover is what it felt like in a lot of ways. Um, so that was that was good. There, of course, it went to the five on five, whereas is you know it was four on four for NXT, except for the first one, which is three on three on three, which was weird, but whatever they did it, and and it worked for what they were doing at the time, um, and and it just kind of flowed from there. So it, it was odd in that case, and and definitely different. Um, but overall, to have war games on the main roster was good. I don't know if it should live on Survivor Series in the future or if it should be its own thing. Um, I, I do. I kind of, I figured we would have other Survivor Series matches outside of War Games. I really did. Uh, we didn't. And, and this, I guess I didn't know this. This is only the third time in history that Survivor Series has not featured a single Survivor Series elimination match. Um, cause even on some of the cards where they went with other matches, they still had like one or two and, yeah. and, and in this case, they they didn't feature that. But my last 30,000 feet comment before we get into the more specifics, um, and I can even pose this as a question for you, in terms of the brand versus brand concept, did anybody miss it? I don't, I don't think so. I, I didn't um, see anyone comment like, damn, I really yeah, wish they no, could have rubber smacked. Nobody. Them. Well, because the brand split has been one where it's been very vague now. Right. Um, especially over the past year. Um, where one, you have one person holding both your Universal and WWE championships. Now you have, um, you know, a tag team holding both tag team titles. Really, the only titles that are distinguishing now between the shows are, of course, the U.S. and Intercontinental, as well as the two women's championships. But, um, 
that that's really it. Um, and so I think that because now there's more uh, of a there's more fluidity between people on the different rosters that it doesn't really feel like there would be a need for it. And also some of the previous years too, where it was, you know, Raw versus SmackDown, um, especially some of the years in which like, oh, you know, someone just got drafted to Raw or SmackDown two months before um, or even less. So, yeah. you know, do they truly have this identity with, you know, a, a brand where back when, especially the, for the brand split first came about, and the the brand uh, versus brand matches came. They you know there was there's more invested in it, right? Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it's not anything anybody missed because I think fans also appreciated not having some of their intelligence insulted about you know having a dedication to a brand when in reality now it's people are very fluid between the two shows. They, they, they are, and even the bloodline. Like, I'm pretty sure Sammy's actually on Raw, technically roster wise. The rest of the bloodline on SmackDown. I don't know if they ever bothered to assign Solo to go into a brand. I have no idea. But Roman, no, and, and, I don't. I don't think they did. When they brought him up, they just brought him up. And so would you make sense to even imagine Roman and the Usos and whatever fighting for SmackDown Pride? Like, no, they're the bloodline, no. and so that wouldn't make sense. They, they are above that. Prior years, Roman was it was champion versus champion, so that made more sense for Roman. He can't wrestle himself, although I'm sure if Vince were still in charge, he'd try to find a way. But so that wouldn't work either. So that yeah, the whole concept really doesn't work for me a lot. Um, you know, it just would have, would have been hard to do. Could they have done the five-on-five five and, and done a few different things with it? Maybe. But I also look at the event and don't really have any any major complaints. You know, I think think back to the 2019 because the 2019 one was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. And I went back and saw part of it the other day. And literally, they were like, – like Team Raw came out to the Raw theme song and they weren't even announced by name. They were literally only announced as Team Raw. And they didn't even say like Sasha Banks and, and whoever else is on her team. So to me, that was really odd to, to go back and see. Like, I didn't remember that aspect of it. Like, they didn't get their own individual introductions. They were just called Team Raw. Not even here are your five members. They are Team Raw, just yeah. Team Raw. And as a ring announcer, I'm sure you could be like, what, what, that's weird. So the whole just yeah, where it was, I just think the time was right to not do that. But I also don't know if War Games is going to stick or if War Games was the answer for this year. Because War Games is in this weird spot. Like, is it Hell in a Cell that you need to use when a few dictates it? Or is it Elimination Chamber where you need to use the way it is? Because even now, yeah, it was the Bloodline and the Brawling Brutes, but we had to add some elements to it, right? Mm -hmm. We had Damage Control versus Bailey or versus Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa. But we had to add four other people to it that had their own issues, but didn't make sense within the larger, larger feud. So you put all that together. There were some things that had to be shoehorned to make the five v five work, but it was widely accepted, even though it was shoehorned and maybe didn't make sense in the way that some fans would want to complain if Vince had done it. Yeah, I think I think that's fair, and you're right as far as for this year. They needed something different because of also, you know, some of the things we talked about with, you know, no longer even being able to do champion versus champion, which, which we had for a while um, and not just the four on four. I do think at some point they're going to 
if they want to continue to call the Survivor Series, they're going to have to go back to that format. And maybe next year, you know, because also when you think about it, this happened, you know, within what, when did, when did they come into power here just a few months ago? Oh, uh, yeah, and, like late July, mid to late July. Yeah, late July. So now, you know, hopefully that they'll have a whole year to kind of circle back. I do have a feeling that they'll go back to it, especially because of the references that they made throughout the night about war games when it was under WCW. Right. Um, so there is a notion about the respect of, you know, the history of a certain type of match. And I think, man, would they go crazy over that uh, in the future? And in a way too, I think it could be something that, you know, as we've talked about, how can I miss something if it never leaves, you know, the resurgence of this, and being able, I could see the video packages now of, you know, some of the greatest Survivor Series matches, you know, uh, or teams of all time, bringing that back next year, the nostalgia will get people, you know, just super hyped for it. So I think that for short notice and also for the way that they have um, their championships now, they can't do some of the format that they've done in the past. So they had to rely on this. And in some ways, too, um, you know, it, it worked bringing in an NXT concept, you know, or at least the WWE iteration of, of War Games from NXT right. to Survivor Series definitely, you know, made sense for this year. It did. Now I'm sad because literally everything cool started in NXT. Like, yeah. like people don't even realize, like even the video boards that replaced the ring aprons started in NXT mm-hmm. and war games was in NXT. Like they keep bringing all these concepts and then NXT loses them. And that part kind of makes, makes you sad. So, it does. Um, but you're, you're right about the show itself. Definitely was very reminiscent of a takeover where, you know, they had just the right amount of, of uh matches on the card i think i was we had people over we had a group of people over watching it and to when it was realized that there was really only five matches on the card everyone was kind of stunned because historically wwe would kind of really load up the card with as many matches but they had to do it that way um because of how long those two war games matches were going to take um and in a way you don't want to have too many other, you know, matches on the card where it ends up being so exhausting to watch, but also it really gives importance to the other matches that we saw. Uh, for example, the triple threat match for the United States Championship. That really did stand out, not only because it was the title change of the night, but it was because, you know, of its placement on the card and uh, even how the win happened. Um, I think if there was other matches in the card that would have gotten kind of lost in the mix, but that stands out too, as a, a really great match overall. And one of them, you know, it was one where you wondered how is this going to work with Bobby Lashley and theory and Seth Rollins, but they actually, I think played on um, their advantages as individual wrestlers, as their personalities. And ultimately with, with Austin theory, getting that win after, you know, uh, that, that move from Lashley onto Seth, it was like, it was very, a very smart ending um for it and also a way to get people kind of reinvested in in theory after you know the speculation of all that they're burying him um it's kind of one of those things where they got to tell a lot of stories throughout 
the night and we'll go into the biggest one in, in a little bit but um yeah it, it really felt like a takeover it felt like the show quality itself was great and um you know you didn't have too much going on where things got disinteresting so uh, you talk about the takeover aspect and, and i'm really into it when you think about it so i went back and looked SummerSlam had eight matches Clash of the Castle had Clash, Clash of the Castle had six. Um, Extreme Rules had six. Crown Jewel had eight, and then Survivor Series had five. We have decreased the number of matches on all of these cards. Takeover either had usually five or six. There was the first Takeover mm-hmm. War Games. Uh, well, the first that had two War Games matches actually only had four matches on the card, but they ended up doing an impromptu Matt Riddle versus Cash's Ono, so it had five as well. Um, so literally, Triple H has taken that takeover model, the smaller model, and applied it to the majority of the WWE pay-per-views. The only two cards that he's put on since taking over were SummerSlam, which he took over two weeks before that happened, and then Crown Jewel, which there's an influence of, you know, they want it to be as big as possible in Saudi Arabia. So there's some influence there of how big that card is. Otherwise, they've all been five and six matches. So completely different train of thought that that ha- takes place and only one of them i think maybe two even had a match on the kickoff so it, it's just a complete shift in in the presentation that you can see and again the guy only took over two weeks before SummerSlam. like there's so i think 20 we've seen ma- you know big changes right but i think 2023 is going to be really telling because then because yeah. i would imagine when things slow down and maybe they tape some stuff for the holidays and so they're not on the road as much. I could see them sitting down, them being like Triple H, Bruce Pritchard, Stephanie, whoever, Kevin Dunn, Michael Hayes, all those people, and planning out 2023. That, I think, is really going to be – we'll know at the end of 2023 what this is really going to look like, what mm-hmm. things like Hell in a Cell, War Games are going to look like. Like Elimination Chamber is slated for, for February or March already. And maybe it stays that way because Elimination Chamber, like, that's not a feud ending match, right? It's it's a no, it's, it's a qualify, get into you know, it. Yeah, it's kind of like Money in the Bank. Kind of a midpoint, yeah, midpoint, um, you know, for, well, is it, well, it's going to be before WrestleMania? It is, yeah, it's before Mania, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that moves, I mean, the first ever Elimination Chamber match was that Survivor Series. So maybe that moves to that point. Like, I don't know that Elimination Chamber has to be before WrestleMania. It always felt kind of like a crutch, like, one person wins the Royal Rumble, they get a title shot. The other one wins Elimination Chamber, they get a title shot. Like, tell a story instead. So yeah. there's well, at this point too, you may not need it because again, you have one person holding both championships. And right. So if that's the you, case, and here's the thing: chamber, really, there's no point of Elimination Chamber before WrestleMania. Yeah, unless they do. I mean, you have the women, so so you can definitely make it happen. And, and you could even, you know, apply it to the Intercontinental or United States Championships. Like, there's things you can do with the Elimination Chamber. Austin Theory tried to cash in on the United States Championship. If Roman Reigns is truly wrestling the Rock at WrestleMania, you don't need a men's Royal Rumble match. Because if the Rock was announced as entering, there's no point in having the match. And if if he shows up, like if once he shows up, because he'd have to be number 30 if he was in it, then it's over. Like 
So I don't know what you do unless you use that as a way to get one of the titles off of Roman. Who knows? But who knows? Yeah, I, it's a yeah, weird situation it's, it's, to be in. And it's definitely interesting. Really you're, you're right about the schedule for 2023, the movement in places. I know one of the bigger criticisms that happened over the past few years is Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that is. Do we still need it now? I think this year's Hell in a Cell kind of helped save that concept, if needed. Right. You know, for another year of how amazing Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins was. Um, but talking about years before, like it really wasn't a blow off anymore. So what was the point? And, and had that concept been so oversaturated that it was time to pull back and, you know, introduce another type of, of pay-per-view? Or do we still need to have these gimmick pay-per-views? Right. Um, you know, who knows? Then you're right. Um, something I think you may have mentioned in off air was, you know, or even earlier, uh, I don't know, everything is blending together. Um, you know, do you replace um, Hell in a Cell with War Games? Um, and then you're able to, um, you know, go back to a traditional Survivor Series format. Right, you know, who and knows? move War Games, you know, further up in the year so that way you space it out. Um, who knows? But there's there's a lot that they can really do with the calendar year. And overall, too, being able to have, you know, a smaller amount of matches, one just really ensures the use of your time, you know, so people aren't sitting there for just hours upon hours. I think people are going to be more invested with less matches than more. Mm -hmm. And people are going to kind of feel like the night goes by quickly with that. And it also allows you to be able to have that special focus on feuds. Um, and it may, may mean you don't have to have the same feuds on every single pay-per-view as well. That's right. one thing that we noticed with um, both, you know, now the tag champions and the universal slash, uh, you know, uh, WWE champion that went out. They don't have to be there as much anymore. Right. So being able to space it out actually has been great to you know, be able to allow other feuds, other titles to kind of shine. Um and, uh, you know, I think that for a while fans have just been over inundated with, you know, long shows. Right. And, you know, it, it's been one where it felt like, especially in general, where you have so much wrestling content on a weekly basis. Lots of people have said watching wrestling is a chore sometimes mm-hmm. because you're watching literally every single day of the week. Yeah, so, no one wants to sit, yeah, yeah, watch every day of the week, like a 14-match WrestleMania, like none of those things yeah. people want. It, it's just insane. It's so weird. I'm, I'm going to make I'm gonna make two bold predictions, okay? Ooh. Two bold predictions. Ba-ba-ba. Knowing what we've seen in the past for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia shows, I'm going to predict right now that we will see a War Games match in Saudi Arabia next year. Oh. They will want War Games. The, yeah. The, the Prince will want that. War Games. Um, because mm-hmm. it's it's larger than life, and that's what they want. Yeah. That's why Brock wrestles. Like that. That's why they bring Goldberg back for for Saudi Arabia. Like it all happens. The other thing, five years from now, okay, so twenty by by twenty twenty seven, I think at minimum, SummerSlam will be a two night event. Because mm-hmm. five years ago, we would not have said WrestleMania would have been a two night event. Correct. Everybody was saying no to that notion. Until it wasn't. So it, until it happened and, and now it does. And I think that's going to continue to grow as well. Royal Rumble, maybe because you could have a men's and a women's Royal Rumble match. Here's crazy thought you were talking about earlier where you don't need Roman Reigns in every event. You could technically do the Royal Rumble without Roman Reigns. You won't because yeah. it's in a stadium. So you're not going mm-hmm. to do that, but you yeah. could and, and get away with it. 
Uh, I don't think they will because it's a stadium show and they want to put, you know, their, their biggest draw on the stadium show. And I get that, but the rumble itself is a draw. So you yeah. could technically get away with, with not doing that. I don't think they will, but, um, that's so, so just a couple of thoughts, but bold predictions, there will be a war games match in Saudi Arabia next year. Cause we've had elimination chamber there. We've had hell in a cell there. We've had cage match mm-hmm. there. With a key yeah, ring there. That so. I, I absolutely agree with. The SummerSlam prediction, I'm not I'm not too sure. Five years I'm is a long skeptical. time. It is, but also, you know, do you need more than one two night event a year at this time? If they are kind of you know, having a smaller amount of matches on right. pay per views, you know. Um, maybe it does make it so your larger pay per views, like your summer Slams, like your Survivor series, could have seven matches you know um and your more monthly pay-per-views or you know premium live events um only have five um and that also helps kind of add to the grandeur of those you know big four events Um, because wrestlemania this year i think it was eight per night i'm double checking right now i'm pretty sure it was eight per night so 16 matches which doesn't usually happen um it was eight per night it was actually nine on night two because they had to move the Seamus and Rich Holland versus so it was seven and nine is how it worked mm-hmm. out with the, and well okay seven and eight because technically if you count Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee as a match yeah but I don't know um, but still so the numbers definitely worked out in the way that they did either way you're looking at what was a fifteen match set of you know cards so. But that featured everybody, people that we don't always see yeah. all the time. Well, and that's that's another good point that, you know, does that condense? Now, they've already established having WrestleMania two nights, but does that mean now if they do seven matches each night, you know, that's still less than what they're used right. to. Does that mean some of their matches get more time? Does mm-hmm. that mean, um, you know, they're able to put other segments in? Uh, you know, what, what does that really mean for both nights? Um, or do they kind of continue with that? Well, WrestleMania is a two night event, so let's just stack it up. Um, I think the same theory does apply about, you know, sometimes less is, is more and Mm -hmm. having matches that are meaningful with feuds, um, and allowing people to have the time to really tell a story in a match is better than, you know, just having a match for a sake of a match. Um, and you know. I, I, this also could also uh, apply for when they have those big special attraction matches, a la, you know, your celebrities, like your uh, Logan Pauls, like your Bad Bunnies, you know, like whoever is kind of that uh, celebrity guest for the year. Mm-hmm. It just kind of allows you to have, you know, room for them um, in a way that, again, is meaningful, but not oversaturating the audience with, you know, all of these you know, match after match after match. I do think even in a two-night event, being intentional and doing less is more is still going to be so much more digestible for yeah. wrestling fans. I do think we could see two nights of six matches each for WrestleMania. Uh, even looking at the the card that took place this year, you still had two six-minute matches. You had a minute long, a minute and forty you know second long match. I mean, you had some of the shorter matches on there. I could also envision under Triple H's leadership. We did it a little bit the first time around, but not the second time around. One or two things that carry over from night one to night two in terms of you, mm-hmm. you the winner of this gets this or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's some stuff they can do to get there. That'll be um, 
That'll be interesting that maybe we haven't even thought of yet because we're just not even thinking that far ahead. So I do want to talk about the actual war games matches that took place at survivor Mm -hmm. series because it's very interesting. And, and, and I was surprised by how I felt, especially during the second one, the second one got kind of boring in the middle. Like one after Roman sent Sammy Zayn instead of Jimmy Uso as the second member of their team to go out there. Once that took place from that moment on, it was kind of boring until everybody was in the ring. Like there wasn't a whole mm-hmm. lot. Whereas for the women, it, it was more action. You know, some people said that there was too much plunder. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, because there is still that stigma that women's wrestling has that it shouldn't have in 2022, but some people still apply to it. So I was fine with what they did, but the, the, the second one, because of the first one was, so it was another war games event where I think the women may have outshined the men in terms of the war games match, save for the story. The second one was all about that story. And that story is the best story in wrestling right now. And, and that's is where it is. But I kind of thought that the second one was maybe hurt by the action took place in the first one. I don't know. But uh, if I had to, you know, gun to my head would say that the women's war games match was better. I would say that action wise, it was a lot better. I think, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk more uh, about this, that some of the storytelling in the men's, which is much better. So I think it really depends on what you're, you're more interested in. Um, what I will say with, uh, that I, I do think, especially for Bailey and damage control, this was kind of, it felt like a do or die moment. And the fact that they lost, really felt like, okay, what are we going to do now? I know that feud has now kind of moved on into, you know, now we saw them, you know, attack, uh, you know, Becky on, on Raw, and they're going to be going maybe into some different directions. But I did feel like where we're at between their debut from SummerSlam and now has been kind of, you know, in, in a in a role where you just don't, I don't feel like they have the same umph now. Um, granted, they could bring it back up some other way, but it was more this sacrificial lamb for Bianca and Becky, you know, that they, they needed to be the people to to be sacrificed so that your two top female baby faces can, you know, get their their big win. Um, which, you know, I, I also get because how else are you going to continue to push your big baby faces? Um, but I, I felt like this could be a way that um Bailey and damage control can get a win without any immediate panning of you know Bianca or or Becky someone else from their team could have gotten you know the pin and and yeah. still I think could have saved face so some of some of the way that the match ended I wasn't necessarily um you know, yeah it's weird cuz Dakota Kai gets pinned in war games Dakota Kai gets pinned on raw on monday they're like they're like the lower level members of the bullet club in a lot of ways. Like they're out there to eat the pins, whatever. And, and I'm sure they know that's their role. And, and it does like, where are we at with the women's tag titles? Like what's going on there? Yeah. We trade, but, um, so it's weird. I don't know if damage control is going to be okay, but I know Bailey's going to be okay. Like that's yeah. cause we're headed yeah. towards and, the Becky versus Bailey where, feud. Yeah. Maybe which that's where the split happens. I don't think it'll be a split. I just think they're going to continue to be role players. And, and there and, and and what I think it can really hurt is the prestige of those women's tag team championships. Now maybe they can turn it around, who knows. But I also think we are set up now 
to maybe have the biggest women's feud in recent memory that doesn't involve a championship because that was the complaint that we've had on this show and on my show and, and, and various places is is give me something for the women that doesn't involve a title like mm-hmm. I want a feud I want some stakes that don't involve a championship and Bailey and Becky can be that and yeah. while I fully expected Bailey to win at Crown Jewel she didn't and 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 you know capture the championship. And really the whole reason that the women's tag title changed hands before Crown Jewel was so they could change hands again at Crown Jewel. Because we got to have a title change on, on the shows in Saudi Arabia as well. But I think that now this, this Bailey versus Becky feud can literally be a main event level women's feud. No championships involved whatsoever. And that's an exciting possibility. So I'm down yeah. with that. Yeah. I think that. It would do wonders for Bailey to beat Becky. I think that there isn't a need for uh, Becky to win. She, you know, so this could be where we finally see Bailey get that one up. Um, and you know, I hope that, so. That, yeah, I, I, I agree. Because while Bailey um, doesn't need it, she could use it. Yeah, she could use it for sure. So. We will go into the men's war game match up next and kind of dovetail into the WWE's biggest and best storyline that they're putting together now, uh, the long game as it will. But before we do that, Greg, let's go ahead and pay some bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com. I thought I heard something in the background. Oh, it was a little thing? So, we... Is that what's going on here? That's the problem, Jay. It's because you're not feeling. It's because you're not feeling Usi. Usi. So, on to the men's war games match. We talked about how. You know, I guess in both of our joint opinions, uh, the wrestling was better uh, in the uh, women's war games match, but the storytelling in the men's war games match and really everything to do with the bloodline has been phenomenal. Uh, Sammy Zayn, a.k.a. Sammy Uso, has been this dynamic to the bloodline that no one... I think in their wildest dreams knew they needed until it has. And the fact that it has delved so deep into the bloodline has really created this story beyond the champions into just something so enthralling. And to see how far Sammy has been able to go with this and how invested the fans have been in this is, is genius. 
It is. And, and they've all talked about it. It wasn't supposed to be like this. It wasn't supposed to be this long. It wasn't supposed to be anything. Um, but it's just been so much fun and, and has done so well. Sold a lot of merchandise, all of it. Like it is, it has just been brilliant. And the way they play off of each other, Sammy making people crack and they're right there on television. It, it's just been, it's it just, it's, it's, it's really carried things in a lot of way. It's, it's been one of the early earmarks of the triple H era, so to speak. And, and, and the promos have been brilliant. I mean, the promo that we've been playing throughout this show, people cracked multiple times had to, you know, look away from the camera, cover their mouth, even a recent promo with, with Jay and Jimmy and, and Sammy, Jay had to look away twice when, when Sammy yeah. like, when, especially when he popped yeah. back in the screen and did the hand thing with Jimmy it was like the thing we talked about, we'll talk about it later. Like just little things that, you know, that Jay didn't even know he was going to say. And Jay's supposed to be hard and mad and he's just, you know, trying not to laugh. Like even when Sammy said the Usi line, I don't think that was even planned because Sammy, like, like Jay's face completely changed. He was like, Oh my God, did you just say Usi? Like I'm going to bust out laughing right now. Um, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun and, and, you know, just, just such a good dynamic that's really taken some of the, you got a champion at Roman Reigns who's supposed to hold this belt seemingly forever. And you need things to get from point A to point B to point C all the way down to point Z eventually. This has been something that's been a godsend for them because now we can wait on a lot of other things and stretch it out because yes. Sammy, yes. Sammy Zayn is so over and, and this whole bloodline Sammy thing has just been a goldmine for them. It really, really has. And even the teasing of the dissension in the bloodline starting in SmackDown with, you know, um, Kevin Owens and Sammy talking um you know and, and jay you know listening in then how the distraction cost the bloodline the advantage um in in the match on smackdown even the ability to tie in the history between kevin owens and Sami Zayn, just that additional dynamic on top of this too is so rich because honestly when we were watching survivor series one of the funniest comments and i think people collectively on the internet had talked about too is you know, Kevin Owens is oddly hurt for someone who's betrayed Sami Zayn like a shit ton of times, you know? So it's kind of hilarious. Like, you don't even think about that. But if you look back literally, you know, to Kevin Owens' debut and all the times they came together and each and every time it's Kevin Owens screwing over Sammy. Um, but you have sympathy for Kevin Owens, who's just trying to as one of those things like I can give shit to Sammy. I can betray right. him, but nobody else can. And I really don't, you know, he really doesn't want him to see hurt by truly a, a when, when together a very dangerous faction of the bloodline, you know, it's almost like those um, videos of the dachshund in the lion's den. And you thinking like, man, this dachshund is going to get murdered by a bunch of lions. But the dachshund's just chilling with these lions, you know? Like, it truly is that. Sammy Zane is the dachshund in a pen full of lions. But they all, you know, are at peace. Um, and and yeah. in the teasing, um, you know, of, you know, Romans, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, Romans' thoughts on Sammy um, during... Uh, so, uh, war games and, and talking with him and Sammy pleading, you know, about his loyalty and that look of Roman, like you kind of thought the betrayal would happen there. But if anything, Sammy was able to capitalize 
on, you know, the, the opportunity to prove his loyalty to the bloodline. And even the small attention to, to details or just the ability of Persami to kind of very be hesitant at first to attack Kevin when instead of breaking up the pen attempt on Kevin, he ended up, you know, diving right. in to stop the, the referee count. You know, those things, those little details really as a wrestling fan get you enthralled in a storyline just like some of the best TV shows out there. And right. I think that is something that now WWE can kind of put its cap on that, yes, people talk about wrestling being predetermined, but at its best, it is a story just like any other television show. It has these elements of realism because there's bouts of athleticism there and it's, you know, real people in there. But you know, this is just of a good of a, of a storytelling experience as anything else on TV. And Easily. that's this. This is really what, as a wrestling fan, makes me very proud to say, yeah, that's, you know, sure, wrestling is predetermined. But the storyline here and the, the layers that it has in it is very good. And you know better than anybody, like I, how much I love storytelling, right? It's like what I do. Yep. And... So here's what I'm going to say about this, right? There's, there's when, if the good guy is going to go over in a wrestling story, then you think about the Daniel Bryan situation, right? You take it away to give it back at the end. Like that's what you do. If the good guy's going to lose in the end, you give it before you take it away in the end. Mm -hmm. The fact that Jay has now accepted Sammy means Roman's about to kick him out. Yeah. It's coming and it's coming a lot sooner than people think. Because one thing that Roman has always done is he's always gone the other way. Right. He Mm -hmm. feuded with Jay Uso and 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 he even attacked Jimmy when Jimmy was out with an injury as part of the Jay feud. And when Paul Heyman turned, it it was more it wasn't even like this master plan. It was the fact that Heyman decided, no, that was my tribal chief, like in the moment. Like the elements of the Roman story, even before Triple H took over have always not gone the expected way. Like the the outcome has been expected, but the path has been different. So I think Roman is going to decide because Roman, like Sammy, Jay, Jay not accepting Sammy was kind of like Roman's stranglehold on Sammy a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. Now that Jay has accepted Sammy, now he, they, they all they all love each other, right? Roman could eventually could be in a situation of four on one. Roman always wants the bloodline members to be put in situations to prove their loyalty and allegiance to their tribal chief. Mm -hmm. So by kicking Sammy out, he's going to force Jay again to prove his allegiance Mm -hmm. to Roman by now having to pick between Sammy and Roman. And it also proves that nobody is safe. You know, that um, granted, even though the idea of the bloodline is family is forever, it also is exactly that, that everyone will be tested. Right. No one, there is no exception to this rule. There is no exception to this loyalty. Everyone needs to fall in place. And the moment that someone falls in place is, you know, or falls out of place, you know, it, it's more of an example. But also, you know, it, it is Roman's way of really mastering this sense of, of manipulation with the bloodline, you know, um, in one that is more this authoritarian role um, as the alpha and the omega, you know, of, 
of this company, of this family, yeah. you know, of this of this world of professional wrestling. And um, really, by the 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 tugging at the heartstrings and the manipulation, I think it's going to be genius. And the fan reaction to what it's going to be, it's I mean, it's like you know, you know, you know, it's going to happen. But you can't stop watching. It's like that car accident that hasn't happened yet, you know. But you're just waiting and waiting to know what what's going to happen. And um, it also will be that moment too when you see, you know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens coming back together to be on that same team. That's going to be big for fans as well, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, so there's a lot of layers to this that, with the anticipation of this domino effect happening, there's going to be so many, you know, emotions that fans are going to to feel, um, but only in the best way of, you know, outstanding storytelling. And you're absolutely right with how this truly extends storylines for the bloodline that have absolutely nothing to do with titles. You know, right. and that allows them to hold on to those titles for as long as needed. Now, I think the idea behind, you know, possibly having Sammy and Kevin get the titles off of Jimmy and Jay. I mean, that's just that's, that's going to happen. Yes, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's what's going to happen. The ideal way of doing it, because they've already gone through every other tag team you know it, it really only makes sense and of course it leaves roman intact to you know um you know do his thing and and sammy can still have a feud with the bloodline without even touching roman um but still do something that yeah. makes such a riff with the bloodline where you know it embarrasses the bloodline and there's yeah. you know and yeah, you can do Sammy and solo at WrestleMania. You can, mm -hmm. but here's the thing. So Sammy's going to face Roman. Mm -hmm. The fan support behind Sammy is to, it, it's like Daniel Bryan all over again, except Daniel Bryan won in the end and Sammy's not going to win in the end. No, but I think, okay. I don't know what the rock status is. Okay. If the rock is not there at WrestleMania, I think the opponent is going to be Sami Zayn mm -hmm. because the people will be going nuts for Sami by that point. If it's not, I think Sami might be the opponent at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Like, and maybe WrestleMania is where Kevin and Sami win the tag I was titles. Say, I Usos. think where the, that's where the tag titles, I think, maybe going to happen. Or maybe it's part of the build to Roman and Sami WrestleMania because you look at the company right now, take the rock out of the equation. Who is best positioned to challenge Roman Reigns. Yes, you got Kevin Owens. I still think there's a ton of momentum behind Sheamus that mm -hmm. with with the success of the Brawling Brutes. You could still go to Seth Rollins. He's the one guy Roman hasn't been able to beat. And then you got Sami Zayn. And that's really it. Those are really your only options that are positioned properly. You could get Bob Lashley there if you wanted to, but I don't think you do. I, I just think those are your four names that yeah, people would accept and people would get yeah. behind. As challengers for Roman, none of them are going to beat him. No, no, and and you know, I guess that's a bigger conversation as far as who will right. ultimately be the one to to beat him. Um, you know, who who knows? Um, right. But I think that you still need a line of good competitors for you know Roman. You know, and again, it, it's luckily not every pay per view. You know, it's it's truly you know ones for the for the big four and maybe right. some in between. Of course, Saudi Arabia and whatnot. But um, 
you know, this, this has just added so many layers to the bloodline and so many options that you can go with in the future that it's, you know, even if it's a happy accident, it's truly, I think the best story being told in professional wrestling. Oh yeah. Easily. Without question, without question, it is the best. And I think it's gone this one way for so long that I do think the next big twist is coming. I think it's going to come way sooner than people expect. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to ride high in the momentum. You know, people are so invested now of, okay, everyone's on the same team. Everyone's happy-go-lucky. Something is going to happen. Um, you know, likely, you know, what do you think? Before the end of the year? Before uh I don't know. Royal it just Rumble? depends on – I could see it before the Royal Rumble. Maybe Sammy wins the Rumble and that's when they do it. It's going to be right before – people start asking for it. that's when you've got to do it i look back years ago yes. when the rock came back and cm punk attacked the rock turning heel like the the summer before or, or the fall before his whole ascension to to beating cm punk for the title at royal rumble and then of course losing it to john cena at wrestlemania no one was calling for punk to turn at that point but that's mm-hmm. when they did it and that was the best time to do it People will eventually start calling for Sammy and the bloodline to break up. Either Sammy turn on the bloodline or the bloodline. They will start to call for that. They, they will. It's just the nature of wrestling fans. You got to do it right before they start calling for it. And so December is weird because there's a couple preemptions and, and weeks where it's on FS1 and, and, and stuff like that. You got bowl season coming up. There's no day one pay-per-view. And so that's out of the question. Then you got the build of the Royal Rumble. Like, I don't know where it fits just yet. But I do feel like that time frame is the right time frame. I think if you wait too long, then, then, then again, people will be like, "Oh, here it is, finally!" Like you don't want to hear "finally." You want to yeah. be like, "Holy!" You want to hear "holy shit!" You don't want to yeah. hear "finally." Sometimes yeah. "finally" is good. Like if Cody wins the world title, that's going to be a "finally" that people are going to love, mm-hmm. right? But Sammy and the Bloodline splitting up—you don't want it to be "finally." You want it to be holy shit. I don't think most people were saying finally at what happened in war games. No, and no. I don't think you want to say was, finally. Uh, I think they were, they were anticipating more dissension and not this, this union. So I think it was a great swerve. Um, but you're absolutely right. People, you want to do it before people yeah. start asking for it. It was a great swerve, but it was just part of the bigger swerve that's still coming. Yes. Exactly. So, that is our review of War Games, uh, Survivor Series War Games. Uh, you know we're going to be staying tuned to seeing what happens with the bloodline as well as, hey, some of Greg's bold predictions. You know, we always got to keep track of those. And, of course, what's going to be happening with WWE in 2023. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the Hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter, but you can follow Greg on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Greg DeMarco 44 and the chair shot at chair shot media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, don't forget to check out, well, the home of the hashtag Miranda show and the chair shot radio network, the chair shot.com. The chair shot.com. The chair shot.com. Always use your head. 
And of course, make sure to visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. Don't forget you can order any t-shirt in soft style. And last but not least, don't forget to support your local independent wrestling promotions. IZW Monster is scheduled for Saturday, February 25th at the Horny Toad in Glendale. You can follow IZW at IZW Wrestling AZ on social media and you can go to IZWWrestling.com for ticket information, match announcements, discount codes, and much, much more. Also, don't forget Wrestle Drag will be having their last show of the year this Saturday, December 3rd in Phoenix. You can follow Wrestle Drag on social media at Wrestle Drag and you can get your tickets at WrestleDrag.com. Don't forget there is a $5 off coupon uh, that you can use to get $5 off your tickets for Wrestle Drag uh, and much, much more more at wrestle drag social media and their website so and in general don't forget to support your local wrestling promotions whether it's following them on social media buying their merchandise sharing a flyer bringing a friend to an event buying tickets uh you know whatever it may be just don't forget to support your local independent wrestling promotions and that's it for this week's episode of the hashtag miranda show for greg demarco the Greggy Uso one, Greggy Uso, Greggy Uso. Yes, as he has so changed his name um, on my screen. Uh, for Greggy Uso, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much, and don't forget to always keep it soft style. War games of war games, war games, war games. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.